what's going on, Coach? Welcome back to another episode of The Coach's Corner, and I'm really excited about the podcast we have for you today. We got Sharad Mohan, the CEO of Trainerize, on the podcast today talking about how coaches can leverage technology to grow their coaching business quicker than ever before, and I'm telling you, software and technology and apps can have a dramatic impact on the way you run your coaching business. Now, before we get into it, one quick note. Trainerize is an app for personal trainer and fitness coaches, but you don't have to be a personal trainer or a fitness coach to listen and get an immense amount of value from this podcast. We're going to be talking about all things entrepreneurship and technology, software, apps for coaches in general. So if you're a coach and you want to leverage technology to really grow your coaching business, this episode is going to be for you. And as you know, I love geeking out over technology, so I really, really enjoyed filming this episode with Sharad. Enjoy the episode, and without further ado, let's get into it. What is going on? Welcome to The Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubik's The Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to The Coach's Corner. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Coach's Corner, helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. And today we're here with Sharad Mohan, CEO and co-founder of Trainerize, obsessed with making fitness accessible. How you doing, dude? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're extremely busy running Trainerize, and I want to talk about technology today and how coaches can really leverage technology in any niche. Now, if you're a fitness coach listening to this, this is really going to help you. If you're any other coach, I know there's a lot of life coaches and health coaches and coaches in like multiple different niches, this will still really help you because we're going to be talking about technology and how technology can really help you reach more people, leverage yourself, um, build your business, and Sharad Mohan is going to be the guy to talk to about that. Sharad, I want to start with your story because you say it's an interesting one. Um, how did Trainerize come to be, and what's the story behind Trainerize? Yeah, good question. So basically, it kind of starts with a personal need for myself. Um, so if you, if you take a look at me right now, you'll notice my right arm has massive scars like all over it, right? And yep. that's kind of where everything started. So way back in like the mid 2000s, I got into a fire accident, um, and so I ended up, you know, burning about 35 percent of my body where I needed, um, you know, oh, surgery wow. done to get skin back on my right arm, my back, on my legs. I had skin graft surgeries done, third degree burns everywhere, um, and so it was a pretty interesting period in my life where I spent about like one year, you know, in hospitals, getting surgeries, just trying to survive. And once I got out of that, I went through about like six months of physiotherapy. Because uh, at that point, like, I weigh 200 pounds right now. After that accident, I weighed about 110 pounds. Oh, you wow. can imagine a guy like me, you know, six foot tall, 110 pounds, lost 100 pounds of a combination of muscle and fat. I got to put it all back on right now. And so the first thing I had to do, though, was go through physiotherapy to try and get some strength back, to try and get motion again, because all my graphic skin was tightening right. up. And so that journey was interesting because, look, I've been 
training, you know, my whole life before that, hitting the gym, just doing your standard bench press, shoulder press. But when you see a physiotherapist, the exercises they give you are nothing like what you normally do when you go to a gym. True. And so my physiotherapist would say, hey, you know, Sharad, do these exercises, and I would kind of do it with her. Uh, but when I left her and did it myself, I would completely forget what I had to do. Mm. And so I would ask her and go, hey, look, can you like somehow give me maybe like printed copies or back then BlackBerry was huge. I'm like, is there some kind of BlackBerry app where I can look at pictures and measure like how strong I'm getting? And she at that time said, you know what? I'm sorry. Nothing exists. But here's some stickmen. And she drew a bunch of stickmen for me. And I looked at it. I'm like, this makes sense. Wow. So I'll hit the gym after that, pull up the stickmen. I'm like, what are these guys doing to themselves? I had no idea what to do in there. And so I was like, you know what? There's got to be a better way to do this. And Where so every I idea together. starts. I love that. I love that. There's a problem. Exactly. How do we solve it? There's a problem. How do we solve it? Can't just you know, can't be just me. Although I need something for myself right now. And so I got a couple of buddies together, and I'm like, hey guys, look, like, you know, when I'm working out, I've got the BlackBerry on me. I'm listening to my music, and there's got to be a way where we can make an app where I can simply store my store my stats and see how I'm progressing, and put some pictures up to see how to do the exercise and. That's how it was born. So we made a BlackBerry fitness app, and it was called Gym Technique. Uh, that was the name of the app, and you know, all we did was we just put it up on the app store and let it download. And you know, we magically had about a million downloads. Uh-huh. And so there obviously was a need for this app. And you know, back then we were younger, we really didn't know what we were doing. Just a bunch of guys who wanted to build an app for something we needed to use, and we put it up on the app store. And we're like, let's just put a price point on it, charge like five bucks a month. And you know, we had like a couple thousand people sign up at five bucks a month, so it's a good side income. But it wasn't truly a company that was really going anywhere at the time. But we had a lot of users that were using the app and seeing value in the app. So at that point. The iPhone came out. So the iPhone came out. A whole bunch of 99 cent fitness apps came out. And what ended up happening was everyone was leaving gym technique. And right. so, you know, we kind of looked at things and said, hey, we got a couple of options here. You know, one is, is we can kind of let this thing, you know, ride to the ground and it was a good ride and we just do the next thing. Or let's try and hunt for that opportunity, which is something I feel you always have to do as an entrepreneur is just be resilient. Like, even when things are going well, I think it's important to hunt for the next opportunity within whatever it is you're trying to do. And so we just emailed every single user, all 1 million users, and said, why did you join Gym Technique? Like, you know, always leading with that why. Find out why you're doing what you're trying to do. Find out why your customers are with you. And, you know, a whole bunch of people said, hey, look, we're trying to lose weight, you know, trying to lose weight for my wedding. We kind of ignored those because we saw a very interesting opportunity with a whole bunch of personal trainers and coaches and gym owners that were reaching out saying, I was trying to see if I can use this to make more money. or I was trying to see if I can use this to stay better connected with my clients. And that's when we had a bit of a light bulb going wow, like, hey, there's an opportunity to achieve what we're trying to do with the B2C fitness app, the consumer fitness app, but doing it through fitness professionals. And so when we interviewed, like, you know, a few hundred of these coaches, we just came across the biggest opportunity we could possibly think of. We had a couple of big problems to solve. One was in the gym side. So gym owners are saying, hey, look, we got what we call a 10% dilemma. We're like, what does that mean? And they're like, right now, in any gym across the planet for the last 100 years, if you find out how many members actually buy in-person personal training, on average, 10% of members get personal training. 
90% of members say no to personal training. Why? They can't afford it. It's not because they don't want the trainer. Everyone wants that trainer. Everyone wants that coach. Uh, but the reason why they say no is because they can't afford it. And that's when we kind of figured out our why, which is mm. we can make fitness accessible. And what fitness actually means is still maintaining that human element. And that's what we obsess over. Like, I'll tell you this right now. Those 99 cent fitness apps, they're bullshit. All right. There's no way some generic fitness app you pay a dollar for giving you a bunch of videos is going to actually get you to move. The purpose is to get up and move. And so we said, hey, look, we have an opportunity right now to take technology, which is what we already have, layer in the human element of it and help these personal trainers make themselves more accessible, make themselves more affordable. And that's when our journey started. And so, so cool. what we did was. We shut down gym technique and, you know, we took the core technology, added that coach layer on top of it, rebranded. And the biggest thing is, is we started with why. We asked ourselves, why do we exist? What is our purpose? And from then on, it's been an exciting ride, which is about five years ago. And, you know, today, Trainerize is in a place where we have approximately 80,000 fitness professionals coaching over a half a million users doing approximately 30,000 workouts a day. Like right wow. now, you and I are talking at 10 a.m. Yeah, wow. There's been about 10,000 workouts already done today, and we take great pride in that That's number because we're like, hey, man, in like eight hours, 10,000 people worked out with a coach when back in the day they would not have worked out because they couldn't afford that coach and that's what gets us super so awesome. jazzed up. And I've been into your office which is extremely impressive. I know you moved a few times over the last Thank few years you. but it just keeps growing and growing and when I walked in there I was like, hey, there's something to this. There's a deeper sense of identity even within the office. You yep. could feel that right away and I'm sure you just feel it right through the app as well. Another thing you said that I just want to kind of shine some light on is yeah. you got obsessed with, you emailed all those users saying, hey, why did you leave? And I tell coaches, and I do this a lot, is I'm more interested in the people who don't buy from me or don't work with me, figuring out why, what went wrong, or if someone leaves, like what went wrong, and I am obsessed with never letting anyone go. Not that I'm trying to sell them again, but how can I make it better? Mm -hmm. And I yep. think so many people get rejected, mm -hmm. and they lose all hope, and they, you know, they, get, they beat themselves up, where I'm just obsessed with like, why? So I think that's a huge value bomb that was hidden in that story of figure out why it's not working or why people don't want it so you can make it better and turn it into what you turned it into. Absolutely. It's actually quite incredible the kind of information you can get when you start asking why. To be honest, I was inspired by Simon Sinek's book, mm -hmm. and, and he's got just over a thousand examples just showing how successful companies that lead with why or even ask why yeah. end up with you know, they end up working with something larger than even themselves. Yeah. And I feel you got to start with the why to get there. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So the mission behind Trainerize, you kind of mentioned it, but it's to make fitness accessible for everyone. Like you said, 10,000 people worked out most likely this morning just using the app. Yeah. So amazing. And that drives so, the whole company. It, it really does. I mean, that, that makes fitness accessible. The reason why, like, you know, we're so excited about it. There's one element of it, which I talked about already, which is trying to make coaches more accessible by leveraging technology to allow them to scale their business mm -hmm. and deliver workouts in a whole new way. Like, we're digitizing the concept of personal training. But let's flip it around a bit. It gets really interesting now when you think about the biggest wave happening in the industry, which is wearables, right? You got so many people wearing Apple Watches, Fitbit trackers, they got MyFitnessPal on their smartphone, you know. You've got all these this big wave right now in the digital fitness space. And there is this new persona called the digital fitness enthusiast, which is rising, and it's rising fast. 
And making fitness accessible doesn't simply mean you've got an Apple Watch in your wrist right now so you know you right. burned 500 calories. I truly believe that you know the, the real question that people are asking or not aware of the fact that they should be asking this is, I took 8,000 steps today, now what? And we're right. here to bridge that now what? So, so cool. we're obsessing over building the largest community of online personal trainers. We have 80,000 today. So we're obsessing over that because we know the more online personal trainers that exist, there are more options for that consumer who's got this wearable who have an option going, I'm wearing a wearable right now. And man, imagine if someone could right. check into this, tap into this data and then tell me what to do. What specifically should I do to improve my habits? What kind of workouts should I do based on how I'm actually moving? The beauty of having the wearable data is that we can have someone else right now customize a lifestyle right. for you by connecting technology. So cool. So cool. So uh, I'm trying to expand from just fitness coaches just for a little bit here. In yeah, general, yeah. for coaches or for anyone running even an online business, how do you see technology impacting or how can technology really leverage their time? And, you know, I know you guys have some automation within your platform to stay connected. Um, talk about that a little bit of how yeah, obviously absolutely. we're tech guys. You love tech. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Sure. You know what? Let, you're right. Let's take a step back. Talk about you know coaching and like what like what technology can do to actually drive coaches forward totally. and the whole back. So a couple of things here. One is is stay relevant. All right. So you know we always talk about the millennials. We got to be talking about Generation Z, right? They're the next generation after the millennials. Everyone born from the '90s to early 2000s. 25% of U.S. right now, according to Forbes, is Generation Z. And if you look at the expectations of Generation Z, it's everything to do with technology. You know, they're always down with smartphones. If you go to a movie theater right now, lineups to buy movie tickets are short. Why? Because everyone's scanning barcodes the minute they enter because they bought that ticket like two hours ago or two weeks ago on their smartphone. You go to the airport. Airline counters that have, you know, they have more kiosks right now than people because right. people are checking on their smartphones. So the consumer expectation already is whatever they're doing, whichever brand they're interacting with, technology has to be a part of that experience. Right. And so coaches today have to make sure that they're using technology in some way, shape, or form just to stay relevant so they're actually able to acquire clients for the next 10 to 20 years. Good example right now, Lucas, is you and I. We're both in Vancouver, and we're doing a Skype call right yeah, now. So right. It's convenient for us. There was an expectation for you and I as business owners, as consumers, as people going, we're busy. We've got to do a 30-minute 30, 30 podcast. Hey, how can we do this fast and easy? Let's get in a Skype phone call, right? So I think the first one is, is you know, technology is going to help coaches like stay relevant first and foremost. So they're actually getting clients that interact with them in a way they want to interact with them. Brands who don't embrace technology are slowly dying away. Brands that do are evolving and staying relevant. Right. Second thing, stay connected. All right. There's 30 days in a month. Historically, coaches, for whatever reason, have felt that the time they spent with the client is all the time they need to spend with that client. Let's take personal training. So historically, personal trainers see clients once a week on average, four times a month. There's still 26 more days where they're Love not that. with them. Take even just business coaching. If, if I have a business coach and I see my business coach once a month, say the first of the month, 
what's happening on day two to day 30? Like, why am I not still connected to my business coach, right? So technology now is allowing business coaches to stay connected 30 days of the month. And depending on the vertical that that coach is in, there are different ways to do it. In the world of fitness, it's through fitness, staying on top of how they're eating every single day and giving quick little feedback and communication. And communication is a big piece around how technology is changing the way coaches can deliver better services because you can now communicate through video, WhatsApp, you know, you have Slack as well, all these communication platforms. So communication is a big one. How do you put that into Trainerize? How, how does Trainerize leverage that? Um, you guys have some like auto responders or messages or they can stay connected in some way with their coach. You must have some of that integrated. We do, we do, because, you know, when we look at communication, there's definitely the the two-way communication. I mean, we have that standard messaging platform, kind of like Facebook Messenger where you can go back and forth. But when we really thought of, again, leading with why, like why is it we need a coach to be able to communicate with their client? It's because we need them to help motivate them. The reason why a person loves seeing a personal trainer in person is that one hour they get motivated. So we ask the folks question. How can we use communication right now to allow a coach to motivate a client 30 days a month, 365 days a year? And that's kind of where we look at automation, right? So there is an AI element here that can really help. And so based on how clients are actually interacting, we allow coaches to set rules up where we can send auto messages. You finish a workout. It's like, sweet, nice. You just bench press your highest ever. Congratulations. A personalized message comes from that trainer to that client. But that trigger of communication is automated. I love that. I was going to talk about personalization is how do you see technology? Is it make it more personal or does it seem like it's taking away from the word bombarded with messages and, and yep. you know, ads? And I'm a part of that. I spend a lot of money on advertising and always trying to obsess with how can I personalize this message to the specific person. But when it comes to personalizing, you know, automations, um, how do you guys work around that? Because you have certain triggers and you're able to... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I think, I mean, that's one thing we thought a lot about, you know, in the sense of personalization is, is going to be key right now to, to give you a good experience. And I feel that, you know, when someone works with technology, like this is what differentiates the different brands out there. Some brands go all in saying automation, automation, automation. Now, I'm a huge fan of automation, but I'm not a fan of automation when you feel like you're working with a robot, right? So yeah. then at that point, like where's the value of the coach? And it's important you give the coach the tools to be able to customize a few things. So, you know, for example, in Trainerize right now, we allow a coach to build a fitness journey through programming. And so through programming, you can pick the points where you expect certain outcomes for your clients and you can set auto messages and certain milestones. That's one element of like customization. Uh, A second element of customization is, you know, we, we allow the app to be custom branded, right? So, you know, right now consumers expect to buy Right. A 99 cent fitness app or a $2 fitness app, and they know they're kind of buying the same thing everyone else can buy. But imagine, for example, if you have the Lucas Rubik's fitness app. So right there, there is an element of personalization right. that me as your client, I'm connecting to you going, I'm not buying some bullshit 99 cent app. I am buying the Lucas Rubik's fitness app, and it's branded with your face, you as the exercise model, and that's key. So we allow coaches to upload their own custom video exercises that you can easily film with an iPhone. Now imagine if I download your app and I got a hundred videos of Lucas Rubik doing a hundred different exercises and that's built into a program. And the key thing to customization is I get a program designed for myself. So when I download this app, 
I have a workout built for my lifestyle, built for the kind of equipment I have access to, built for whatever my goals are. It's customized to me. But on the other end of it is we've built tools on the coach side that allow you to build one-to-many programming, that allows you to build a consultation form, and based on whatever you know boxes are being selected, a program is automatically created. And we put that all, all the way through to how clients pay. And so right. a trainer can have different products they're selling, and each product is linked up to a customized program. And so when a client buys a product, it automatically picks the right program that's customized for them and delivers that on their smartphone. So a client right now knows they have options, and because they have options, there's more personalization, and what they see in their phone right now is something they specifically want. Again, as opposed to simply downloading a random app and just seeing a bunch of workouts and being, okay, well, what do I do? Is this really for me? Am I truly getting motivated? So I'm going to challenge you only because I I like to, and probably people are thinking this as well. What about when technology becomes confusing. I think I like the iPhone and the MacBooks because it is simple. When something goes wrong, it reboots and it fixes and it gives me an error and it sends it to Mac and I have someone. It's simple. But sometimes, and I try to, like I always say, simplicity is key for business. So I try to make it as simple for my clients to communicate, to log in, to work through programs. But there are times when I think technology just makes it more confusing. How does trainerize or how can technology simplify it and not complicate the whole user experience yeah no that's uh that's a really good question and a good challenge and to be honest it's something like we have not perfected it's something that i do believe is very difficult to do but it's something we're always obsessing over and interestingly enough it is something i believe is our competitive advantage so funny enough before we started trainerize i talked about gym technique right and so we had to build a consumer fitness app now consumers are much less forgiving than businesses. So businesses are kind of willing to work with something a bit more complicated. And so what we right. basically what I'm saying by that is when we built the consumer fitness app, we had no choice. We had to make it incredibly easy to use because first of all, nobody wants to work out, right? So it, it's hard enough to get up and show up and go to the gym. And so the last thing we wanted technology to do was kind of come in the way of getting up and going to the gym. And so we obsessed over going, how can we make the experience when you're at the gym be even better than if you don't have this app right now in front of you in the first place? And so we really looked on at the whole usability aspect, making sure screens were flowing smoothly, making sure that it was motivating you when you were actually at the gym, um, making sure obviously it never crashed. And because of that, when we pivoted and started selling to businesses like coaches and clubs and gyms, now there was suddenly a consumer experience at that business level. And I think our customers really enjoyed that. So to answer your question, I would almost say that regardless of, you know, who you're building a service to, always think about that consumer you're ultimately making it for because they're not forgiving at all and make something that's easy to use, that's fast, that's incredibly reactive that does not come in the way and that will then work to whomever you sell it to so cool so cool i'm going to ask this question this is more on a business anyone listening to this should ask this question you know we can talk about the usp a unique selling proposition or what makes you different or i guess the real question of why choose you and not everybody else because there's probably hundreds of other people doing it and this is a challenging question i ask (laughs) every coach and most 99 percent of people can't answer this um because if your answer isn't unique if someone else can use that answer then you haven't crafted a, a good enough USP. But what makes Trainerize different than all the other fitness apps? Or what do you guys try to make different? You kind of touched on it right before this. Um, but from your point of view, or what are you guys striving for to make it different, to make it better? 
Great question. Absolutely. I mean, I could talk to you and say, hey, we have an incredible partnership phase where we're integrated with the best, with MyFitnessPal and MindBody, or I could tell you that our app is incredibly easy to use. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, anyone can, can mimic that. Anyone can take a mm-hmm. partnership away from you. Um, anyone can build an app that's easier to use. In fact, you know, we have competition that has more features than us. But the reason why I believe we are winning and a leader in our space uh, and the reason why I believe we are different than everyone around us is a few, four reasons I'll give you. First one is our mission and purpose, right? So everything we do starts with why. Even when we went into payments, when we said, well, when our customers said we want payments, we didn't just build a payment solution because we looked at payments and went, hey, payments are a commodity. We don't want to just collect, help you collect money. That's going to be a race to the bottom because everyone's trying to cut the transaction fee rates. We looked at what does payments truly mean? Well, and then we answered the question when we asked why people want payments, how does it link to our mission of making fitness accessible? What payments really was, was when a trainer or a coach sells a digital product, they wanted the ability to automate the delivery of what they sold. So our coaches sell programming. And so when someone pays a coach to buy a program, they wanted to automate the program delivery. So basically get an app into the hands of the consumer within seconds with an app that they opened up was completely customized for them, buzzing with content within 30 seconds. That's trainerized payments, right? So I share that example with you because no matter what feature we build, we lead with why. And I believe we come out with something a lot more compelling that truly adds value for our customers. And that's baked into every single role in the company. Like we even ask our team every single week through a tool called 15.5 that allows everyone to check in on how they're feeling. But we also ask questions saying, how do you feel that the work that you do leads to our why of making fitness accessible. And so we get very interesting answers from engineers, from user experience specialists, to our customer support reps, to our sales reps, to our executive team. Everyone has to think about their why, and we do that all the time. We obsess okay. over it. So that's our team, which is one reason why we're different. Second thing is we are focused. Okay, So we have competition out there that's selling the same product we sell to the same customer base of selling to coaches and allowing them to connect with their clients through online training. But that same company is also selling to consumers a fitness app. They're like, hey, we got this technology right now that we can bundle up the exercises and sell to consumers. But to me, that's crazy because the reason why this product should exist is to maintain the human element as opposed to selling to consumers a generic fitness app. So I look at those companies as a competition going, Hey, if I'm a coach, would I truly want to buy from them? Because they're kind of going against what we're trying to do, which is stay connected to clients and not get replaced by an AI-driven app that's 99 cents. And we have competition doing that. Selling. If you go to some of our competition's website, it asks you, are you a trainer or are you a consumer? Right? And the fact that they say, I'm a consumer, I can get a dollar fitness app, leads me to believe I would not want to do business with that company. Right. So that's why we're different. We are focused. We obsess over that consumer. We know that experience must be amazing, but we're doing it through personal trainers and gyms. We are digitizing the health club. We are digitizing the way a personal trainer does personal training today. So we're focused. The third one, our moat. Okay, this is what I believe really differentiates us, and that is users on trainerized on average work out between three to four times per week. Those half a million people I told you about, yeah, right. they're working out three well. to four times per week, and we look at that number every single day. You ask me how many people you know in your network that actually works out four days per week. Yes, 
the performance athlete, yes, the highly motivated, goal-driven individual, but the average person maybe works out once per week, yep. struggles to work out once every two weeks. But we built a technology with a stream of functionality that's driven to get you to want to get up and show up. And then when you show up, you've got your trainer giving you information, giving you content. So our technology will get your client getting up and showing up three times a week. And then it's your job to give them the right content to do the right thing when they have shown up. That's our moat. That's what makes us different. We show off about that number. I have not seen any other personal training company out there actually lead their sales pitch saying, your clients will work out three to four times per week. That's our moat. And the fourth reason why I believe, you know, really differentiates us in a positive way is we have 80,000 fitness professionals using Trainerize every single day, which means we have the largest community of online personal trainers to listen to mm. and some be our beta testers because, you know, we have our free customers who are using it actively and that are willing to try new features. They're actually excited to try new features. And we, you know, we test it out and we roll it out to our paid customers. But in a sense, we have the largest community of beta testers on the planet of fitness professionals using Trainerize every single day. And that's another great reason to join Trainerize. So, hey, look, I could lead with a bunch of features. I could lead with some partnerships, but that can all be copied. What cannot right. be copied is four times per week working out. And you can feel it instantly. I mean, just from your voice, you feel the passion and the, and the hunger behind it. But even your office, when I walked into it, I was just like, okay, again, there's something there. And I think when you have that for any coach, I call it the iPhone experience. I don't know if I made that up. I probably stole it. But just like how can you – for your user, everyone's so focused on the sale. But I focus on like after someone buys something, what's the experience right after? You know, Are they just left in the dust or what's that – what's the before? What's the after? What's the follow-up? What's the whole experience from the second they come into contact with your app or your brand yeah. or your coaching call or whatever they come in contact with? Make it enjoyable through the whole process. Absolutely. I mean, I think Simon Sinek put it best. He said, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And so, you know, actually, our, our COO, Farhad, and I, he's my best friend, actually, we went down to the Idea Fitness trade show a few months back. And, you know, we were standing there and personal trainers kind of walked up. And, you know, we're, we're an up-and-coming company. We're new. Not everyone knows who we are and what we do or why we do it. And they're like, hey, what's Trainerize? And our first answer was, hey, we make fitness accessible. And you should have seen the curiosity in their eyes going, mm. really? Okay, well, what does that mean? Like, we had them right there. We could have started with, we're an online personal training platform, but how does that make you different, right? So Any coach listen to this. Totally. Sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to make sure that any coach listen to that. Don't be so hung up on the technology side if you're a life coach or whatever, but all the stuff that Trainerize does and everything that Sharad is saying is so directly, you can apply that into your coaching business even your message when someone asks and you just say i'm a life coach you've just you've lost the game or you know the why like you're saying is so important and i love those books by by simon as well um a little a bit away from the trainer and more into the entrepreneurship i always ask i ask everyone this question is what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it through these it sounds like you've been in this game for 10 years plus so you got a lot of experience behind you what would you say was the biggest failure or one of the biggest regrets that you wish you would have known maybe eight years ago, five years ago that you now know? So just passing on some of the knowledge that you probably acquired to someone who's maybe just starting sure. or a few years in struggling a little bit. 
Absolutely. So, you know, I've already talked a lot about that mission piece, right? So when we had Gym Technique, we didn't specifically have a mission. Like, it was kind of cool that we built an app that we needed. There was a purpose for it. So the reason why we had traction is because there was a purpose, uh, but there wasn't a defined mission. Because as you get more and more people on a team, it's very difficult to get every single person behind what you're trying to accomplish or why you exist in the first place. I know I've talked a lot about the mission, so I'm not going to expand too much on that, but that's one thing we I definitely learned. Um, that I wish I had done, mm. which is have a very clear-cut mission. And then, of course, make it mean something to all the different roles. So if you have different functions or teams or roles in your business, it's very important that you communicate the mission, but also help the person understand how their day-to-day job is driving the mission forward. That's one thing I wish I'd done a lot sooner. The second most important one, to be honest, is, um, is having a go-to-market strategy. Like initially, my big mistake was build a wicked product and they will come. And man, did that like we got hit hard by that. Mm. And so we needed a go-to-market strategy. It literally meant, you know, what are the key steps that you got to take to make sure that your service or your product, you know, falls into the hands of a customer that's willing to put the credit card in and pay. And that was the biggest regret I had that we did not have in Gym Technique. That's the biggest change we did in Trainerize. We literally looked at how are we going to market? Let's build a strategy. For us, Love it that. was we're going, to, we're going to go direct to consumer, which means we need a strong brand, which we don't have in the beginning, which means we got to show up in Google when they're searching for the right thing, which we're not going to show up, which means we need to invest in content. Let's start building a bunch of blog articles and use the word personal training software, online personal training. And within six months, right. we're coming up in top three personal training software. We needed resellers, people who are following people who are influential. And so we went out to the influential people in the industry and made reseller agreements that we need partners, product partners, because we're making one product, but we need a stronger combined value proposition. So our competition is simply focusing on one thing and so are we, but we have a partner to go to market with. And so, you know, we worked for us. It was building a partnership with MindBody because MindBody was big and right. it still is. So through them, we were able to acquire customers. And we said, hey, look, the biggest question we asked ourselves, how do our customers buy technology today? And for us, a lot of health clubs buy technology through the distributors they work with because they buy equipment from them and go, hey, what else you got in your portfolio? So we had a, a four-pillar go-to-market strategy. Right. Everyone's different, but I kind of storyline to you right now the end result of going, how do we make sure our product falls in the hands of our customers who are willing to give us a dollar, and we made a go-to-market strategy, and we just focused on that. And the last thing I'll say is, is we measured everything, which we didn't do in the beginning too, right? So we set a target, which we've always done. We set targets, but we didn't put the pieces yeah. in place that said, hey, how do we check in on targets? It's kind of like when you delegate and back off, you're, you're, you're guaranteed to fail. It's more about delegate and check in on that delegation every day. And so that's how we approach looking at targets and metrics. And those, those, uh, those three things, mission, go-to-market, and, and, and measuring metrics in a, in a very you know, refined way are three things that were my biggest learning lessons from failing the first time at pushing forward on this. I think I could probably mirror those mistakes. And I think every coach, I know so many coaches, and I've done this where I created a product. I once had a 30-day fitness product. And then when I moved from fitness into the other stuff and I'd make the product, so many coaches spend six years, six months designing their perfect program. And then they go to sell it. And it's just crickets because they haven't done the marketing. Yeah. And that's why I love Rick and marketing. And, uh, and you mentioned one more thing that I loved, <laughs> the metrics, the measuring. 
when it comes to marketing, how many coaches will spend dollars to market, but they have no idea or they spend five hours, you know, social media marketing and creating blogs every single day. But when you ask them, you know, how many clients did you acquire from your blogs, from your marketing, they have no idea of the metrics. So if you're listening to this, like you were saying, the numbers are so freaking important. What's it cost yeah. to acquire a client? How much did you spend to acquire? What are they worth? What's the lifetime value? All those kind of numbers are really important. And the third thing I loved is you said you had four pillars. I always try to tell coaches, have three lead sources. Don't just rely on Facebook because yep. they could shut you down tomorrow. Don't just rely on Instagram. Actually, I kind of see social media all as one, no matter what you're doing. Don't rely on just your blog because that could be shut down tomorrow. What are you doing even in person? Are you doing maybe small events? Can you gather groups of people around for lead generation? So you said you had four pillars. I try to get people to do three. The more, the better because you can get shut down at any moment. And the businesses that just Absolutely. rely on one are, you know, it's just, it's, that's, you don't want to end up just relying on Instagram and hoping that people come. <laughs> totally. And you know what? I love that. And I, and I love your question, you know, asking about this concept of failure and, and speaking about that for a second, too. Like, I really believe, you know, if you're failing a lot, that means you're on the path to something big. Um, just a couple of days ago, I'm part of a, a really cool group called EO, uh, Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, and you get put into what they call a forum. So you kind of have people, like six other individuals to keep you accountable. So it was me sitting around with, sorry, seven others. So there's eight CEOs around a table. Um, and one of the guys to my right put it so well. He, you know, we're talking about like failure, and he said, "There's eight CEOs in this room right now, and we're talking about failure." And he said, "The beauty of the eight CEOs in this room right now is, I can guarantee you, it's a room filled with eight guys who have made a lot of mistakes. Like none of the guys sitting in that table was anyone that mm-hmm. sat there that had made zero mistakes or that." did nothing but succeed along their journey. It's actually the more mistakes you made, funny enough, the bigger your company ended up being. Um, and so, you know, failure and mistakes is simply a sign of growth. So long as you're learning from it and most importantly, doing something different the next time around. I think people aren't even afraid of failure. They're just afraid of, because I know I went through this for a while, is just looking stupid to other people. I think we're like so afraid of looking dumb, of failing in public, yeah. of and, you know, with the marketing stuff, a lot of coaches are the front of their business and they're just they're afraid to give their authentic voice out there to put themselves out there because of potentially failing or looking stupid. And, you know, as long as you're stuck in that, I'm sure you're not afraid to fail. I'm sure you felt stupid many times before. I know many I have. <laughs> um, and the more you overcome that and I'm still learning that, I think that's a lifelong process, the more you'll expand. So I love that. Um, if people want to learn a little bit more, so this is a little more call to action for trainers out there who are maybe struggling keeping clients or they want to leverage their time to create programs so they can actually do what they do best and coach and let the programs take themselves or have a look <clears throat> at your software. What's the best way for them to connect with Trainerize and try out your software or give it a retry? Maybe if you've tried it in the past, yeah. but maybe, you know, I know you're always adding features. What's the best Absolutely. place that they could go to and give it a try? Yeah, so I mean, trainerrest.com. I mean, at the end of the cool. day, like if you're a coach listening to this and you know you're a personal trainer that only believes in in-person training, that's awesome. Like what 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 trainerrest will do for you is allow you to do more with those in-person clients, right? So you're seeing your clients in person four times a month. Well, you can still see them four times a month, but now give them an app that allows you to stay connected to them 30 days a month, and believe it or not, they'll pay you more for that. So on average, people pay online personal trainers anywhere from 20 bucks a month to $200 a month. If you're making 80 an hour right now and seeing them four times a month, 
guess what? You can add 40 bucks a month. Chances are really good they're going to pay you for that app. If you are only in online training, like trainer, we have people who are training over 1,000 clients. Wow. So if you're doing online training today, I encourage you to check out Trainerize because we're going to help you scale your business. And you, if you've done neither, if you're not doing personal training in person, if you're not doing online personal training, but you have an interest in health and wellness, you're recently you know, graduated, got some kind of certification in personal training, Trainerize is a great place to start a career because what we're going to allow you to do is grow a business from scratch. We're going to allow you to be a, a leader in online training, a leader even in in-person training. We're going to give you the tools to set up your business with payments, client management, client engagement. You're going to be able to send workouts and meal plans and communicate with the people coming in and build a community of people that you can turn into clients over time. Trainerize is right for you as well. And of course, there's a whole health club segment, which we can talk about for hours. But basically, net, net, if you're a fitness professional, you know, Trainerize has got a whole bunch of features for you to engage your clients better. Check it out, Trainerize.com. There's a 30-day free trial. Jump right in, give it a whirl, and grow with us. Trainerize.com. I'll put the links below for everything. And if they want to check out your blog, I'm sure the blog is on there. Any resources you need, Trainerize.com. I'll put the links below. Sharad, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. It's been awesome. We'll chat soon, brother. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.